And fixing DR, it honestly is like a good recipe. You need several components and lots of different ingredients to fix it. And that's why I think this is so frustrating and hard for some women to fix because there's not like a simple exercise that you can do that will like exercise you out of this. So we do know though that being active and exercising is one component of the recipe, but there are other components as well. Hi, I'm Amy Kiefer, a nurse, doula, and personal trainer. And I'm Crystal Howell, a women's health and orthopedic physical therapist. We're the co-founders of Expecting and Empowered, and we just so happen to be sisters. We built this business because we saw a huge gap between the information that women were given during pregnancy and postpartum and the information that they need. We're committed to helping close the gap so that women are better equipped to navigate these demanding and challenging years. Yes, we're both moms of three, so we know firsthand how many changes women go through physically, mentally, and emotionally because women aren't getting enough information to make informed decisions about their own health. It leaves mothers picking up the pieces afterwards. We need that to change. With our professional backgrounds, we're going to pull the curtain back on this season and give you the information you need to thrive. We're on a mission to change women's health. Let's do this. Today, we are going to talk about a subject that affects over two-thirds of women during pregnancy and continues into postpartum. It's something that can be really frustrating. It also makes women feel a little self-conscious, and this is diastasis recti, or DR. DR is when there's a space between your abdominal wall and it actually widens. In the episode, we're going to talk all about DR, how to know if you have it, and what to do to improve it. Like I said, at least two-thirds of women during pregnancy will experience DR, which makes sense, right? It's actually a relatively normal occurrence. So it is when the linea alba, the band of connective tissue that runs down the front of your abdominal wall in between that six-pack muscle kind of widens and splits, and then there's less stability there. Also, then we have to brace our core more during pregnancy, and that poor linea elbow is honestly stretched out to the absolute max to make space for your baby. Again, a very normal thing. Our tissues are designed to have stretch and give, and it's important to learn what to do during pregnancy to minimize some of that stretch and give, and also this is going to help you with your postpartum recovery. For most women, DR will resolve by 12 months postpartum. However, there are one third of women where it will not. Once we deliver our baby, the linea alba can heal and come back together. It's highly elastic and retracts back like a rubber band. When the tissue loses its elasticity from being overstretched and there's not proper abdominal activation and balance, not only in our abs, but our back, our pelvic floor, our core, this area, the gap sometimes might not close back in. And this is diastasis recti. So how does diastasis recti affect you or how do you know that you even have it? Again, it's very common for postpartum mamas in the clinic to have body image issues, especially with their midsection after baby. DR also has been referred to as a mom tummy because of its pooch or flabby belly appearance. 
with moms with DR, they're trying to constantly lose that stubborn baby fat for years without success, and they may not recognize that one of their pieces to their puzzle may be DR. We also recognize that this abdominal region is multifactorial. We will never be a fitness company that poaches on women's insecurities. We are just educating you about this one piece. Also with the abdominal wall, it might be hormone imbalance, multiple different things going on, but this diastasis recti is so common in moms and not talked about enough. A mom with DR also could not be comfortable with their side profile appearance. They might like to wear spanks or belly compression. They might be asked by complete strangers, whether appropriate or not, is when is your baby due, even though they're not pregnant. So again, you might have DR if you have this visible poochy protrusion from your belly around your belly button a little above or below, a softening or jelly-like feeling in your your belly button, and you could cone or dome when trying to contract your abs. DR in itself is not painful, but you may feel pains associated with side effects of diastasis recti, but the ab separation itself does not hurt. But you might feel weak in your core, you might feel symptoms in your back or your pelvic floor, even when doing tasks like lifting the laundry basket. So let's talk about how to check if you actually have DR. So if you're recognizing some of those symptoms that we just went through, then how do we see if we have DR? I actually just checked this yesterday on Kaylee, who makes all of our graphics look amazing and expecting and empowered, but she was concerned that she had this. So what we did is we laid her on her back and then I placed my fingers at the center of my belly button. So then I had her lift her head and shoulder blades until they're off the floor. And then my fingertips are facing downwards towards the spine. So we're gonna look for a space. You will feel like actual defined edges of the abs if there is a gap there. So if you feel like it feels like a trampoline feeling where you can't really push through, you likely don't have DR, but we will also want to check in multiple places. So we want to go a couple inches above the belly button and then check here and a couple inches below the belly button and you're going to do the same thing. Put your head back down on the ground, lift your head and shoulders off. If you feel that you can sink your fingers in and feel two defined edges on the sides of your fingers, this is diastasis recti and you're going to feel like you're sinking into the abdominal cavity. So if you're listening to this and you have DR, know that you are not alone. It can be really hard to feel like your body isn't healing postpartum. I myself have struggled with this belly area, honestly, even since high school. And after having three C-sections, that did not help. C-section mamas are more at risk for diastasis recti because this area is compromised during the C-section itself. I actually did not have diastasis recti initially postpartum for all three of my kids. So I was like, everybody needs to be doing the Expecting and Empowered app. But I will tell you, I actually did end up getting it 
about a year after my third when I started running faster. So two, our tissue needs to be able to tolerate what we're throwing at it with load. That's not uncommon to have the separation occur even after having kids. Honestly, you guys, men have this too. Literally, the fitness industry, people prey on women's insecurities about this area, but I have seen a lot of men in my clinic that have diastasis recti, and they're not told like, watch out for planks, don't do this, do this, do that. So again, the good news is that there's a lot that we can do that we're going to talk about in today's episode to improving diastasis recti and just really understanding the basics of it. The first thing that we want to think about is controlling our pressure. So our thoracic spine and our diaphragm actually have a pressure system. So every time we inhale, we pull air in pressure goes downwards. As we exhale, pressure comes up, air goes out our mouth. So we really, really want to use our diaphragm to breathe. The diaphragm gets squished during pregnancy. Therefore, it flattens, making the diaphragm less functional during pregnancy. And it typically stays this way postpartum unless we're really focusing on those healthy breaths where we inhale and fully exhale. Most women get stuck in this inhalation pattern, meaning they can breathe in, but their exhale is so wimpy. So I love to teach this because it's not just about managing pressure but it also adds a calming effect to our body. Our nervous system benefits so much from proper breathing. Clinically, in the PT clinic, women after babies tend to breathe into their chest, those shallow breaths, meaning that they are also breathing more, which is not great for our body. So we want long, slow, deep breaths in, and they're also breathing into their belly. Breath will go into the area of ease and our belly has been expanded where it housed the baby for a while. So it's so easy to pull breath into that area or they've been taught to belly breathe before. So optimal breath is in and out through the nose. The nose is super important because it has so many functions. It humidifies the breath. It makes it a little bit warmer as the breath hits the lungs. It also acts as a filter. So that breath goes in and out through the nose, even when we're exercising. And that breath should be a 360 degree breath, meaning that all of the sides by your lower rib cage expand. So your back bra line expands, your, both sides of the ribs expand, and that air should move all the way south, all the way to our pelvic floor. So as we exhale, our pelvic floor should have a nice little lift, air goes out through the nose and goes all the way north. Women really truly do get stuck in that inhalation pattern though, where they breathe in. And then there's almost next to nothing as we exhale. Because exhaling actually draws the ribs back in and down, allowing the diaphragm to get into a more functional position, therefore making the diaphragm our main breathing muscle, which it should be. So we really need to practice all of these steps that in through the nose, out through the nose, 360 degree breath working that breath all the way from north to south and south back up to north and fully exhaling for proper breathing. Another big concern is 
You guys, to have volume in our lungs, we have to have rib cage and thoracic mobility. And again, oftentimes we struggle with this because we're in that hunched or flexed over position when we're taking care of kids and carrying kids. So we really want to connect this it is so important to have options in our thoracic spine. So that means more mobility and strength. So if you're a person that has one chronically tight hip, one chronically tight ankle, one side of your neck is tighter than the other, you likely honestly have impairments in your mid-back. Getting this area moving can be super helpful to helping your breathing, helping your core, because you guys, your core, the abdominal muscles attached to this rib cage and this thoracic spine. So it's all about physics. It literally goes straight back to like physics class. So we have this little angle where our ribs meet. If that angle is not 90 degrees or thereabouts, people that are too wide or too narrow really suffer because they have trouble connecting to their core. So the way to get it to 90 is breathing. Some ways that we can get to get our upper back and mid back moving is laying on your side. So thoracic side lying circles. I also love doing scapular protraction and retraction with a patient. So basically like you're in a plank position and then you're allowing your shoulder blades to glide together. And then you're pressing through straight arms and pulling those shoulder blades apart, almost like they're sinking off the sides of your rib cage. So getting this dissociation can really help because Usually, if the thoracic spine or rib cage is compressed, the scapula gets really sticky. So if you were to lay on your back and lift one shoulder blade off the floor, the other shoulder blade reaching towards the ceiling with straight arms, usually one side feels very sticky and hard to reach. And again, this can be related to that thoracic mobility problem. So we also wanna strengthen. So we do reverse flies, chops, rows, Honestly, lots of lots of mobility in this area, but then also a lot of strength to be able to do all of the mothering tasks that we have to do. So two, I love to cue this in the clinic. I'm always doing this, but we should have some like buoyancy to our body. So our feet, our rib cage should be able to take impact, but often we're so tight and restricted, we really can't. So I want you to think about your ribs. They're honestly a circle that attach in the front, go around and attach to your spine in the back. I want you to think about those being a slinky and try to create space in between each of the rib cage areas. It's really nice because it will start to stack up your ribs. Usually people have areas that are more troublesome than others, but try that and see if it helps you feel like a little bit less tight in this region. If we stack those ribs, that tight hip will go away, the tight ankle, the tight side of your neck will go away. We're going to take a quick break. This podcast is sponsored by the Expecting and Empowered app, the only program that you need to recover from your cesarean birth. Thousands of women across the world are using the Expecting and Empowered app to take the guesswork out of how to care for their C-section scar, their core, and healing their body from the birth of their baby. If you're ready to reclaim your fitness routine and motherhood, this app is for you. Join the Expecting and Empowered app today and use the promo code 
podcast 25 to save 25% off your first month or a year of the app. That brings your subscription down to just $10 a month when you sign up for the year. You can visit app.expectingandempowered.com to sign up today. We'll also have that link in the show notes and we will see you in the app. Now back to our show. And then too, our posture throughout the day really matters. I always tell this story to my patients in the clinic, but I treated my accountant. She kept getting pain in her neck in the same exact spot. I would treat it, the pain would go away, and then she'd come back in with the same pain. I'm like, listen, this is not a me problem. This is a you problem. So her thing was we literally needed to just have the proper desk set up. All I did was go in and move her computer monitor to the left a little bit more and that tight spot in the right side of her neck completely disappeared. Something that she had struggled with for 10 years and it was like two inches of a difference on her computer monitor. So thinking about the postures that we're holding throughout the day are really going to make a big difference. There's no one proper posture, but also be able to go into more ideal postures and move in and out of those postures is so huge. So optimal posture when we're thinking about the rib cage and the pelvis looks like this. Can you imagine having two kids building blocks? The top block, we want directly stacked on the bottom block. So the top block is your rib cage. So we don't want that block tipped up or tipped back. We literally want it stacked right on our pelvis. To get a general sense of making sure that your quote unquote blocks are stacked, you could put one hand on your sternum, so in between the breast tissue there, and one hand on your pubic bone, and then these should be in the same plane. So if I were to draw a line up and down, are they in the same plane? Or are my ribs flared forward? If they are, that top hand, the sternum hand, is going to be really far in front of the bottom hand. Or if I'm more in a slump position, my top hand is going to be behind that bottom hand. So really making sure that these are stacked. And again, using that slinky cue to create space can be really helpful. Or too, in the clinic, people like freaking love this one. It like works all the time. See, like humans just sometimes are freaks, you know? So if you were to imagine your partner like picking you up by the rib cage, lengthening, creating space, and you're about to like throw them onto the bed. No, just kidding. We don't need to picture that. But if somebody were to come behind you and lift you to create space by that bra line or underneath that armpit where we put deodorant on, this can really cue your brain to start creating space in these areas. So too, when you are pregnant, sometimes what will happen is the baby will hang out on the left side of the rib cage or the right side of the rib cage often. So you can also have one-sided flares, again, making the abdominals really hard to activate because they're stuck in this position or posture. Going back to sitting posture, as we sit through the day too, people will sit on the edge of their chair and they kind of have their chest up towards their computer, which I call like a perched like bird sitting position. They're really perched towards whatever work they're doing on their computer. And I just would cue people to sit all the way back in their chair and have their rib cage relaxed on top of their pelvis. This is really going to help. 
And I don't want to get too in the nitty gritty, but I think you guys, as I go through this, some of you will relate to different aspects or the other. So some women do have larger rib cage, meaning that both sides are kind of flared out. Women that have this will really experience that most of their bras do not fit anymore. They're too tight or they're literally like hanging on for dear life on that last clasp. So we, those people are likely stuck in an inhalation pattern. So they need to fully, fully exhale. So when we inhale, it should be 5.5 seconds. When we exhale, same thing, 5.5 seconds. And it's like this perfect rhythm, just like waves going into the beach and waves coming back out. But these people will usually get stuck in a long inhale and a very short exhale. So trying to really empty from the bottom up, pushing air out will help the muscles on the inside pull the rib cage down and in where it should be after having kids. And then again, not to like overcomplicate things, but sometimes it's the bottom block that's screwing things up. So it's your pelvis. So if we tend to shove our butt forward and clinch our butt cheeks, we might really be stuck in this tucked posture. So basically to like a neutral pelvis, we wanna be able to arch our back. So anterior pelvic tilt, tuck our butt underneath us. And then we wanna be somewhere in the middle but in the clinic often people even have a really hard time going in and out of those postures but everyday life requires us to go in and out of those postures so it's really important that we're able to do that now that we've gone over some basics let's consider that postpartum period so we've learned how to manage some of the pressure we know how important it is to get that rib cage area moving and then keeping in mind that more ideal posture, knowing that there's lots of different postures, but the ability to go in and out of these different postures is really important to somebody healing their diastasis recti. Keep in mind everything that I've covered is not natural because your brain has gotten used to these other positions. So it's going to feel really weird and hard to practice these. But with lots of practice and gentle reminders to yourself, you can really make a huge difference. Research states that on average, 66 days it takes to form a new habit. So really give yourself some grace and be persistent when working at these new techniques. And fixing DR it honestly is like a good recipe. You need several components and lots of different ingredients to fix it. And that's why I think this is so frustrating and hard for some women to fix because there's not like a simple exercise that you can do that will like exercise you out of this. So we do know though that being active and exercising is one component of the recipe, but there are other components as well. I'm going to chat through some exercises for you and I do not want you to feel overwhelmed if you're listening. Just like, what does all this mean? Because we do have an awesome freebie linked to the show notes that will lay this all out for you with easy pictures of the exercises. I also really recommend that you see a women's health PT. We are trained to help women connect their diastasis recti together. You can see them throughout pregnancy to help minimize this and you can see them postpartum to help rectify it. 
They will most likely give you exercises like a lot of the ones that we're talking about today. But in addition, in the clinic, like sometimes I can close simple DRs like in a session or two, and then I'm just reteaching them what we've gone through in this podcast to have them be able to keep the, that closed. So we provide hands-on manipulation. So I do a lot of visceral manipulation to help fix this, meaning like all your organs underneath your belly button, putting those in the right position also helps the muscles kind of come back. So your uterus, the small intestine, all of those things will manipulate. I also do a lot of soft tissue work on people's bellies. There is not a postpartum woman that comes into this clinic and I'm not touching her belly, which I know for some people feels weird, but there's so much tension and trigger points in our abdominal wall and our back muscles. We really need the sides of our oblique muscles to loosen up because our obliques actually extend from the lower ribs and wrap around and down in the pelvis. They attach via the fascia tissue to the outside of that six-pack muscle. So they're pulling. Like if they're tight, they're pulling that diastasis recti apart more. We need them to be active to help keep it closed, but we also don't want them to be so tight that they're pulling apart. So in pregnancy, I think this is really important too, that we're really loosening up those obliques and massaging those and working on providing some relief to that area so that there's not excessive tension. We also can work on that again through that thoracic mobility because that will naturally loosen up some of the obliques. Okay, let's go through some of the exercises. I really want to take some of the fear out of diastasis recti and what you should be doing with exercise, what you shouldn't be doing, because really what it boils down to is we do need to load the tissue to make changes in the muscle. So we know that in general, most women need to train and work out. The majority of people don't meet physical activity guidelines. So according to the CDC, adults need 150 minutes of moderate to intense physical activity at least two days to help strengthen but with DR, we know that most people are not meeting these requirements and then therefore not loading the tissue. So again, sometimes there's camps where people are overdoing it, which you saw with my example of running. I probably did things too quickly. And so that reopened that diastasis recti that I had because the tissue wasn't ready for that. But we also know that there's people not doing enough to start working and targeting this area to properly load it. Because there honestly, some people are scared. Some people are nervous. Some people don't know the right thing to do. What you'll see in the postpartum guide and what I do in the clinic with patients is I will start them with a progression of things. So first we'll get everything moving. We'll get their back moving, their obliques. We'll do all the visceral work. And then what you'll see in the guide too is a lot of deep core activation first. So the transverse abdominal muscle, it goes horizontally across your abdominal wall. It is the deepest muscle and it's like a tight pair of spanks. It's like kind of just keeping us all together. But this muscle has been shown in people that have back pain 
to be less active. So they don't turn it on at the right time. They have really low levels of activation of this muscle. So again, when we're trying to think about everything pulling back together, we want to connect with this area. First in the clinic, I want people to recognize what the transverse abdominis feels like. So I'll have them lay on their back with their knees bent. If you think about the two sides of your hips, like an open book, Think about drawing in and closing that book so the two sides of the hip bones are coming together. You should see a flattening appearance of the abdominal wall. This would mean that you're doing it correctly. You could also take your fingers one inch in, one inch down. Do you feel a firm tissue underneath your fingers when you're trying to do the abdominal wall contraction? If so, this would be your transverse abdominal muscle. We can start to make it more complicated by adding things like the TA contraction and then marching your feet up and down, but you can't lose that nice taut tissue underneath the finger or that closed book position. A lot of people will have an anterior pelvic tilt, meaning that their back is off the ground. So really think about kind of flattening your back into the ground, the two sides of the hip bones coming together, and cueing that. I also really love to do what we call in expecting an empowered postpartum ab program and just the regular strength training program. There's things called iso abs. So here we'll lay on our back and we'll raise our knees into a tabletop position. So that 90-90 position. And then you take one hand and push it against one thigh, like in an upward direction. This will kick on your core correctly, especially for people that love to cheat. You can also do like one leg dropping on the other side. You could press on both sides. This is a great exercise to really kick on that deep core automatically without compensating. Other exercises to start with include bird dogs, which are flipping over to that quadruped position or hands and knees, drawing that belly in, closing that book, and slowly extending your right arm out in front of you and your left leg back and really holding in a neutral tabletop position and then switching sides. As we start to wake up this deep core, I love adding more dynamic core movements on, such as planks with movement like hips, hip extension, side planks, bicycles, because as I mentioned earlier, um, we need the obliques to kick on. And like I said, too, we have that freebie for you in the show notes. So if you're in the actual programs, in the core program, or in the strength stuff, this stuff is already built in for you. And there's also easy instructional videos that can teach you a little bit more about how to activate this inside the program. If this has been an area that you have struggled with or you did recognize today in the podcast that you do have diastasis recti, honestly, all of the programs have this inside it. We would love to see you inside the app. You can use promo code PODCAST25 for your first month or year off on the Expecting and Empowered app. So you can visit app.expectingandempowered.com today to get that app subscription. Again, the promo code is podcast25 for 25% off. 
I hope with this episode, this helped you understand a little bit more about connecting with your core, whether you have diastasis recti or not, really being connected to our body and our core is so important for us, our function, our nervous system. So we can't wait to help you heal your core, feel more confident in your own skin. Also, if you like this episode, make sure you share it with another mama who needs it or hit the subscribe button so that you never miss an episode. Talk to you soon.